Bonobi is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week, we talk news, what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness, because we are the culture. Welcome to Bukaka, y'all. Welcome to the Spawn of Me Podcast. I'm your host, Kali Fadams. I hope you're doing well. What the deal be? I hope you're having a fantastic day. Hope you're having a really great week, and hopefully you will have a really good weekend. My name is Kali Fadams. I will be your host for this ride through Chicago for this week. If you missed our last week's episode, please go back on the feeds. Go check that out and make sure you are giving it love, making sure you are going through the archives, subscribing, checking out all the stuff that we do here on Spawn on Me and, and giving you the best conversations that you can get on the internet through a prism of blackness all day, every day. So I am excited. We have a really fun show for you this week. Uh, a couple of different uh, topics to dig into and uh, sharing some info or at least some impressions about Ghostwire Tokyo. I've been playing a bunch of that uh, before uh, impressions went up. Uh, and now because of the impressions embargo being lifted, we can talk a little bit about that as well. I have been doing okay. Uh, it has been a interesting week of course it has been a very busy week uh, in terms of me job hunting and looking for things to do to occupy my time making sure i'm getting all these stuff together you know tax season is coming up we're going on vacation soon uh for our 10-year anniversary my wife and i so we're planning all those things out uh it's been really really busy uh with lots of different things building out the second studio again you see that beautiful elgato light uh in the background that they sent over uh, just hanging out and adorning our wonderful studio here in Bricago. Um, but yeah, it's just been a wild week. I've been having lots of different conversations and feelings about the way the industry moves and the way that conversations have been going. Um, and I'll be honest, like, I think, you know, transparency is a thing that I believe in here in Bricago. I think it's a very important layer of everything that we do on the show. Uh, it's always a thing that I'm trying to be as honest with you at home about my feelings about, you know, how I am coming to this work and doing this in, in ways that feel good for, you know, not only from a content perspective, but from a, you know, nuts and bolts human being perspective of how do you feel in the moment uh, when content's happening or needs to happen and all those kinds of things. And I'll be honest, it is it was a hard week this week in terms of getting up and ready to do a show for, for everybody. You know, if you're listening to the show now, you know, it's out late. Uh, usually we go up at 6 a.m. on Friday mornings. Uh, but a lot of stuff has been happening life wise with us getting a new dog, you know, not feeling good physically. Um, but most of it this week was about feeling down mentally. It was just been a really hard a week uh, absorbing everything that you usually absorb in the social media space um, around various conversations and different topics of the day. And usually, you know, I can wade my way through it and feel good and, you know, it, it push out some, some, some content and get a show out and, 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 and knock all those things out. But this week was just hard. It was just a really hard week uh, to get excited about making a thing. Um, and I think most content creators have that in their, in their, their, their time frame. Like it's a thing that, you know, you as a human being, you're constantly trying to figure out what's the good ways to, 
either you know push through those 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 days of frustration or those days of feeling not great or those days of you know not feeling like your voice is needed within conversations or you know feeling like you are not adding anything of substance to you know the way things are moving and that was me this week i i just didn't have it um in a lot of different ways and usually i would kind of take a week off uh, to kind of circle the wagons and do all that stuff. But there were some really interesting conversations that popped up. Um, and I wanted to, to, to at least share thoughts about where I'm at in some of those and, and how we're kind of hopefully thinking about them from a spawn me perspective and, and all of those ways. So I think those are all, you know, pieces of the puzzle that, that come together, you know, giving you some insight on the back end of like how all of this works in my own particular mind of, of where we need to be leaning into, certain conversations and leaning out of others. So uh, that being said, um, I think, you know, this week we're going to talk about not only the uh, ID at Xbox showcase, uh, which was pretty fantastic and, 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 and really good um, in that space, but we're also going to talk about the Hogwarts legacy uh, conversation that has been popping up um, in the industry. Uh, and, and, and some things that I'm seeing in, in conversations that I'm seeing that I'm excited about and not excited about to, to dig into or to, or to talk about or at least share my perspective. Um, and I think those will all kind of connect in, in those ways. But what we're going to do first is we're going to get to our 411 and talk about all of those things. First up is the ID at Xbox showcase that popped up uh, over the past week. Uh, earlier this week, uh, the folks at ID at Xbox um, hosted a showcase that featured a multitude of fantastic games that, that came through. Uh, and it was really an awesome showing. Shout out to Andrew, Renee, and Okadrian for hosting it on Twitch. I think they did a, a fantastic, phenomenal job in terms of getting all, you know uh, through the broadcast and, and making it dope in the ways that they can. Uh, it was so cool to see Okadrian uh, get a chance to... Uh, interview Jeff Jarrett and Booker T, uh, former wrestling Hall of Famers or for or wrestling Hall of Famers, uh, but former uh, WWE and WCW um, superstars about the game that they were digging into. Um, I came away with it really excited because there were a couple of games that spoke to me in a big way. We saw Sam Barlow with his game Immortality. Uh, he's making a new game uh, in that full motion video genre, uh, which is going to be super cool to see and, and and hear him kind of go through the you know the making of those kinds of games again. Again, I love Sam Barlow joints. Um, they always come through and, and are fantastic and continue to make, you know, uh, you know, really, really interesting commentaries about about the games we play. Uh, Trek to Yomi uh, from uh, our friends over at uh, Devolver Digital uh, is, is coming out, which is this gorgeous, beautiful black and white uh, samurai uh, kind of story. Uh, side scroller, really well done in terms of the art aesthetic, uh, bringing together that full complement of the, the the vibe that you would get from you know a, a very old school uh, samurai 
samurai movie uh very very ghost of tsushima esque uh, kind of feels uh, going alongside that game so i'm super excited about that uh i think we got to the crusader kings 3 was a actually <laughs> like kind of kind of fantastic showing for them uh t-pain uh was the person kind of ushering that game through you know the the the, the commercials that they set up for it and i never thought that t-pain was going to be the, the the person that was going to sell me on an rts game but like t-pain or rts strategy game t-pain was so good it was so good to see how awesome he was in terms of talking about the game and his new religion of bootyism uh which i fully support and and would love to be you know a a a, a person who gets to share the bootyism gospel uh i believe in it uh i, I feel it in my heart uh and and, and that's real. <laughs> that's real it was so good though he killed it he did such a fantastic job on that um tunic uh from our friends over at finji also came through uh which is now out and, and i'm playing it and it is so good it is so gorgeous uh to come into that game off the back of elden ring you know weirdly timing is kind of perfect for that game to kind of drop when it did after having a fairly long period of kind of going dark for for a long bit um and and those games felt really really cool i loved those particular ones that kind of came to the forefront i'm gonna dig through the list and see what other stuff was in there i think i think uh curse to golf was really was really cool when they showed that off kind of a roguelike um gaming where you're playing golf and going through each hole and if you don't make the hole in a certain amount of um turns then the game winds up going back and starting you over from the first uh hole again which is a a kind of interesting concept for a golf game when we've had games like uh everybody golfs and and uh i remember there's another one that was a kind of side scroller uh version of golf the, again i think that that is is pretty brilliant in, in what they're bringing to the to the table there. Chinatown Detective Agency looks really fun too. Um, you know, uh, that game kind of going into the, uh, you know, narrative-based uh, storytelling kind of uh, genre. I thought that was really, really cool as well. Shredders is also, you know, I've been dying to have another snowboarding game. So having another snowboarding game is going to be pretty fantastic to, to pull into the the space as well. I think, you know, the idea at Xbox folks continue to showcase really fantastic games. I think that they continue to pull in a really smart portfolio of games that are coming to, uh, you know, the Xbox console and the PlayStation, I'm not the Xbox console and the PC um, across some just like, really banger titles that that people are really excited for and want to check out more of i think that those are just like pretty dope to see them you know make their way into that space um in a bigger and broader way um i want to try to figure out a way to get games that are in the id xbox into the spawny somehow i would love to try to figure out and collab with xbox and microsoft to figure out some ways that we can showcase some devs of color and underrepresented folks that are within the id at xbox ecosystem bring them over to the conversation and figure out how we can do some cool stuff together um in terms of you know bridging that gap between you know xbox microsoft and and spawn on me because i think we just are constantly in alignment with the games that we see within that mix and and how all of those things are going to be kind of moving together so i think they had a really good showing i think it was a solid you know less than an hour show i think it was 
pretty fantastic in terms of the way that they had brought on developers to talk about the games they were bringing into the fold. Again, they had a really great interview with Sam Barlow uh, and other folks talking about the games they did. I think, you know, Andrea and, and OK Dream did a really good job of, you know, showcasing that stuff and talking about it really well as they usually do. And this just, again, tells you, like, you know, no matter where you're at in the Xbox ecosystem right now, you have really good stuff to play. You know, the stuff coming to Game Pass, stuff not coming to Game Pass. Either way, you're in a really fantastic spot for games that they have. And I, I am dying to play more of Tunic and get through that. You know, Truck to Yomi again, just trying to figure out when that's going to drop so I can play some more of that or play some of it. Uh, and, and again, that Sam Barlow joint is going to just be brilliant because uh, he does nothing but make bangers for, for the games that he makes uh, for sure. So, shout out to the folks over at ID and Xbox. I think they had a, a brilliant time. Uh, can't wait for the next one. Uh, actually really excited to check out Wrestle. Uh, what was the name of that game? It is called Wrestle Quest, uh, which feels like an RPG fantasy game, but built around, you know, wrestlers. Uh, that's also going to be pretty nuts and, and pretty cool. Uh, so, uh, excited for that as well. Um, next story is all about the wonderful and interesting conversations that we saw around Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, the folks over Aval Avalanche had a really big, um, you know, play, a state of play that they went and showed yesterday. Uh, as of this recording on Friday, the Thursday showing of what the Hogwarts game is going to be, the, the, the uh, Harry Potter series game. Um, and to be fair, the, the game looked really good. Porky Games and, and, and Avalanche doing the work together, the game looked really good. Like, I am not a, a Harry Potter fan at all. Like, that version of fantasy puts me to sleep. It's, but it's, but seeing and having tertiary knowledge of the series and tertiary knowledge of the world and hearing all the stuff and seeing snippets of the movies over the past god knows 15 20 years and seeing them translate all of that stuff to this game and seeing how cool it looks i want to check it out like i'm not gonna lie it looks like a really interesting um take on this whole world and all the things that were within it within that conversation is of course the much more important one about the transphobia that J.K. Rowling has continued to put out into the world as being a part of this series, as being the person who ushered this series into existence, and and having that conversation, then you know you know move within and through the gaming space, through media, through the conversations that folks who are my peers are having, you know folks from the trans community weighing in about how this is detrimental and, and dangerous to be able to have this game in the space. And, and the conversation kind of continuing to broaden out around, you know, do you separate artists from art? Do you, you know, engage with the game at all uh, when it when it becomes a part of the, the conversation and, and, and reviews become a part of the, the equation? Are, are reviewers, again, using their platforms for, you know, extensions and being extensions of the marketing teams. And if just doing that alone is also furthering JK Rowling's uh, terribleness and grossness. And I have a lot of feelings about all of that stuff. I think it, the thing that there's a couple of things that I saw within the, the space that I find troubling, I, I guess it's the, the, the best way to put it. It's, it's troubling, a little bit frustrating uh, from my perspective. Um, and again, I think I think the, the, the foundation of, of my frustration is less about 
anyone calling out the transphobia that that is happening within the way that J.K. Rowling has talked about the trans community and how she has become one of the most prolific and largest turfs on the planet uh, with with a huge following and a huge, you know, history with the series and, 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 and the way that those things connect. I am not frustrated by that because that is a fact, right? We know that those things are true. She's a transphobe. I think that that can be can be easily said. Um, I think those parts are, 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 are not problematic at all because we already understand those layers there. Like anyone who is of reasonable salt can say that out loud publicly and feel good about that, about that statement. The thing that I find really weird and interesting is the way that the folks in the gaming industry have talked about this game and how they plan on covering it. For me, I feel like this is a fairly simple equation, right? If I think if you're doing the work well, you can talk you can you can engage with the game period you can do that i think that that's a thing that you can do um i think the weirdness comes along from that where there's been this like weird wringing of hands or at least the energy feels really um feels really unsteady in terms of how do you talk about this game how do you engage with it are you allowed to engage with it, especially if you're a person who feels like they are an ally to all of these spaces? Because do you then, if you, re- if you review the game, for folks who are within the trans community, do they side-eye you and be like, well, you, you're giving J.K. Rowling a platform, therefore you are now untrustworthy, and now if you've done anything good in this space, that now gets removed because you have not engaged with a product that is from a person who is transphobic. Does that then mean that folks who are also your industry peers, because you've now gone out and they have maybe taken a public stance of saying, we don't want to mess with it. And you are doing the opposite and saying like, Hey, I want to engage with it and see what the, what, if there's anything merit merit worthy within this product to talk about it from the things that we as gaming industry folks are kind of supposed to do, which is talk about our feelings, talk about the way that our feelings come across with the games we play, talk about the game as a game and what things are within it from a nuts and bolts standpoint of like, does it look good? Does it play well? You know, is it buggy? All of those kinds of conversations. But like saying that out loud too also feels dangerous because then if you say that stuff, people will give you this weird side eye and be like, well, are you, actually an ally are you actually doing the work and kind of standing up for those for those underrepresented folks and those people within that community like does it automatically have this equation where if you participate in a thing that other folks have felt is not worthy does that remove your ability to feel like you are still you know, an advocate or doing the work in those ways. And I feel like that has been a little bit weird to feel like, although people are saying within the space that, yo, we're not going to tell you what you can and can't um, engage with. And we can't, we're not going to tell you, we're not going to look down upon you engaging with this product, knowing all the, the, the parts that are involved. That feels really disingenuous. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm feeling something that I, you know, the timber of the social media space continuously says one thing, but means another in a lot of different ways. And I find that to be always a little bit um, wishy-washy and a little bit funky in the way that that works. I think the the hand wringing is probably a little bit overdone. I don't think that there's really any reason why you shouldn't be able to um, engage with a product 
understand the fact that some of it is messy and still be able to give it its fair shake and say like, well, this is a bad game or this is a good game. I think, of course, you have to, you know, if you're going to editorialize what this game is going to wind up being in any form or fashion, if you're really going to critique it and be a critic of it, yeah, you should definitely make that part of the story, the J.K. Rowling part of it, a part of that conversation because she's going to monetarily benefit from it. She's going to, at some point, you know, um, uh, make some dough off this thing and say, you know, this is a part of that equation. Like we all, as people who are living in a capitalist society can say that thing easily and say those two things live in the same bubble. And we're going to talk about all of it in a real way, but it does feel like it is a weird kind of space where people are going to have to try to figure out ways to justify them engaging with the thing for the sake of kind of virtual virtual uh, virtue signaling that they are also either in in the good camp or out of the good camp right it feels like that's the the, the angle that we're seeing even if it is an unspoken thing that we're we're, we're we're engaging with as a person who's been in this industry people talk behind people's backs and people will make up versions of you know, stories about how you are aligned or not aligned based on the things that you are seeing or doing or or connecting with or engaging with and making assumptions about your personal character based on that connection to a particular thing, as opposed to saying, or as opposed to first just asking people like, where where, where you sit on this kind of conversation, which I think most people, again, it's a fairly easy thing. They'd be like, look, I'm not transphobic. I don't believe in, in JK Rowling statements. I think she's a terrible human being, but also this game looks interesting and it looks kind of cool. And I can look at that game and, and, and pick it apart and talk about it on the merits or, or, or negatives that we see within that game as a product. I think you can do that pretty easily if you're, if you're thinking about all of it in this holistic way where everything is a big part of a much larger Venn diagram and everything touches. I think that that's okay. Um, but it is a very weird space right now, at least it feels like if you are not signaling out in the loudest and most, and most vocal version of yeah, I think that that thing is terrible, but also this thing looks kind of interesting and cool, and let's play around in it and see what see what it is. Um, so that's an interesting layer of, of, of the coverage that we're going to wind up seeing. It makes me feel like we're going to see a lot of people who are going to be playing this thing offline so they don't get shaded to, to the ends of the earth for, for, for being, you know, tr tran uh, for, for, for being... Um, uh, uh, in, in, in that alignment with the, the, the folks who are the kind of most staunch and vocal folks who are like, you know, we hate JK Rowling and stuff like that. Like, I feel like there's going to be a space there where people are going to either not cover it, which I think is kind of silly. I think people should cover it. Um, and I think people should engage with the grossness that's in it. I think, you know, I've seen people be like, I'm not going to even touch it because it makes me feel a certain way. That's fine. Like, I think that that's okay. Um, but I, but I also think that like people signal virtue of like being like, well, I'm not going to cover this because of that feeling also just feels weird. I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it does anything in the grand scheme besides, besides signal out and signal boost that I am taking a stand against the thing uh, for the sake of the people who are connected to it. I, I think that there's always going to be grossness connected to everything that we do in a, in a consumer based society, in a society where products are made. In a, in a society in which all of those things touch politics in in, in certain different ways and, and who are going to be the folks who are in that in that boat. 
I think if we really were to be super, super honest about how that stuff is going to work, if people are going to be really honest about not wanting to cover, not wanting to cover things based on connectivity to things that they don't like, that means most of the stuff that we wind up touching as people who are touching consumer based products are, shouldn't be, shouldn't be, uh, uh, um, Re- reviewing or or engaging with 99% of the stuff that we wind up engaging with. If we're going to keep it 200, that's that's the most honest truth. Everything is dirty, right? It just depends on what version of dirty is 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 one that you're going to kind of buck against and how do you feel about the the levels that are in the layers that are there to be able to speak to it in a way that feels balanced and nuanced and also feels like you're giving your audience something to think about or to talk about. Um, so I think that's where I'm landing with that kind of conversation. It is a, it is a really, it's going to be really, um, telling to see, you know, where people land on it when the game is actually available for review, you know, what stances we're going to see people take from outlets about how they're going to want to tackle it. Are they going to even engage with it? Are they actually even going to review it? Um, and then what's going to be that, kind of already we know boilerplate statement that we're going to see from a lot of pe- different people who are going to put that thing out there to kind of like signal that hey i'm on the good team um so we'll see i think that's going to be um, interesting to come across uh, i think we're going to see you know this game probably still sell fairly well you know while i was watching the the the, the twitch stream or at least the youtube youtube stream it was really I was like kind of taken aback a little bit because it was very, very positive. Like, I, I think, you know, YouTube is accessible often about folks who will just magically see a conversation happen and jump in it with a with a really negative take, uh, knowing all the controversies that, that surround a conversation. But it was actually pretty interesting to see not only within the YouTube chat, people be extremely positive about all the things, both Harry Potter and the game. But also really interesting to just to see people on my timeline who are gaming industry folks who already understand a lot of the conversations that are happening around this game also be positive about the game or at least what they got a chance to see and and, and be outwardly excited about particip- participating or, or at least engaging with the game and the product. I did not expect it. I thought there was going to be a very, very just like staunch we hate everything about this. This is all terrible. It's all gross and it's all bad. Um, there was some of that, of course, which was which was expected and, and to a certain extent necessary and, and 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 reasonable. But I was way more surprised at the fact that there were a lot of folks who I saw in the space who are folks that I would say are con- you know pretty conscious and pretty pretty woke about all the conversations that they see to also be excited about it and convey that publicly in a space where a lot of times you can't do that because there is actual repercussions for you saying that you're excited for a thing where a lot of people in the space have already deemed that thing to be negative um so that was eye-opening for sure uh, and we'll see what that looks like again when, when the game winds up coming down the line and, and, and moving into a, a new space uh, where you will be actually able to to look at it. It looks gorgeous. I think it looks really interesting from a gameplay standpoint. You know, the world is much bigger than I expected it to be from the way that the, the game was displayed in the state of play. Um, and, and, you know, if we get a copy, I'll check it out. 
I think that's reasonable. Like I'll check it out and see what it, what it, how it plays and all that kind of stuff. And we'll see if Sony sends one our way uh, and check it out. And we'll talk about it here on Swan on me. And I, you know, again, I think that's always a rolling conversation that we are going to have with all of you at home about, you know, how I am coming to a lot of the work. And, and again, I think all of you who have listened to our show over the past almost decade, know where I stand when it comes to the trans community and where I stand about, you know, folks in the LGBTQIA uh, space, you know, I'm always supportive and always trying to find good ways to, to, to uplift and, and support folks within the space and, and make sure that they feel safe. So, um, we shall see how that works, uh, moving forward, going into, uh, the conversation around Hogwarts legacy for sure. in a, a wild cauldron of <laughs> bubble, bubble toils and troubles, uh, for everybody within that space for sure. Um, what we're going to do really quick is we are going to take a fast, super quick break. Uh, and then when we come back, we're going to check out a small conversation and some impressions around Ghostwire Tokyo. So we'll be right back after this. Hey, Bricago, Merrick Kay here from Fanbyte. Did you know that Spot on Me is a part of the Fanbyte podcast network? We produce a ton of other great shows like Channel F, a podcast where we talk about the games we're playing. Can I just say yeah. how much I would love for there to be a Hitman game that's just about making people experience embarrassing social faux pas, trying to like prank people and make it seem like they had farted or like tripped on something. <laughs> that would be like very good. Dig up weird finds at thrift stores. So the listing says Bung Doctor V64. <laughs> and take your questions about the best jokers. Labars Martin asks, what's the best or coolest weapon ever given to a mech? Gundam Fusion Rebake has a really oh, good- wait, give, me, give me that one more time. Gundam Fusion Rebake. Yo, I heard you. <laughs> Gundam Fusion. <laughs> I personally guarantee that listening to Channel F will make you a better, smarter, more powerful version of yourself. So go to fanbyte.com slash podcasts or search for Channel F on your podcast app of choice today. Improvement not guaranteed. Listening to Channel F may cause jokeification. Welcome back to Spawn On Me, episode 430, Up In Your Face Peace. Uh, if you missed the beginning of our show, you missed a conversation around Hogwarts Legacy and another conversation around the ID at Xbox showcase that happened just a little bit earlier this week. Again, fantastic stuff. Make sure you're checking out the first half of the show and giving it some love. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about something I've been playing in, in Ghostwire Tokyo uh, I have been playing it for at least a couple of weeks. Uh, it is a interesting game coming out of Bethesda and, and, and a couple of other folks. I forget the name of the, the dev right now. It just magically just popped out of my head. Um, but, you know, this was a very big and anticipated game within the space. I think, you know, this was a, a kind of tentpole game, I think, that a lot of folks, uh, when they were thinking about what this uh, console was going to bring to the space in terms of the PlayStation 5, and they got a chance to see this, they saw this and they were like, ooh, this looks like this is going to be really interesting. It's going to be super fun and it's going to be cool. Uh, it has this really wild art, art style. You can see they're kind of digging through and going into uh, 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 not a new locale in, in, in Japan, but, you know, kind of the cityscape of Japan and how that's all going to play itself out. And you see all these weird, wacky powers. Um, I got caught up into a lot of that conversation, too, and was like really excited for Ghostwire uh, Tokyo. And then I got a chance to play it and it's not good. It's not fun. It's a game that I'm not having, I'm not enjoying. 
Um, I wish that I was. I wish that I felt like it was connecting with me in a real way. I wish that I could like dig into it in a space that feels good and feels like I'm getting to a layer that's going to open up and then I'm going to get a chance to be able to fully embrace it and be like, yeah, this is a game that I'm I'm hyped for. And to be fair, that game is not here yet. I don't know where it's going to be. I don't know when we're going to get to it. I don't know if we're ever going to get to it. To be fair, I, I am I am not enjoying it. Uh, it's kind of slow and it's kind of boring, to be honest. It's like you are walking through all of these really beautiful spaces within within the game landscape. And you are you know uh capturing all these spirits you are a, a character who has found themselves murdered um and are now trying to work with a dispossessed ghost to save your sister uh and that as a concept is really interesting but as a game it is not it is it is a lot of walking around with powers that look okay and are kind of interesting to look at um, you're going and doing these side quests and these fetch quests to help, you know, dispossess souls within the space and, and build out this story of, you know, you fighting this one baddie, uh, and, and coming to it. Um, but you're not fighting anything that's interesting so far. I've played probably 10 to 15 hours of it and the, 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 the enemies are boring. You're fighting girls and men in business suits and look like just came off of work, but they're faceless. These faceless ghouls. You will, you know, get a couple of different ver versions of, you know, uh, other characters that come into the space and there are, you know, important to, to, to the way it works. But none of it feels interesting. Like the main character is boring. The foundations of where you kind of start the story, like there isn't enough ramp up from a narrative perspective to give you enough thrust into the story to give you reason to care. It feels very much like here's a concept for a game that we have made that we know we need to get out and let's just throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. And it doesn't stick at all. Like, I don't think any of it feels interesting enough to feel like I want to continue to play it, but I feel like I need to just to give it its fair shot, but I've given it almost 20 hours of a shot and I'm still not seeing anything here that is uh, cool enough for me to care. Uh, about any of the things that are in it. It's actually kind of sad for me because I was really looking forward to Ghostwire um, in terms of what they were trying to do. I think, you know, again, from a sound perspective, it's really interesting and cool. I think they do some cool things there, but I think from a overarching, like, is the game fun perspective? Like you get, you get some new powers, you get this bow and arrow, there's some puzzle elements to it, but none of it feels fantastic. It doesn't feel... Like I am uh, getting enough cool stuff fast enough for me to want to continue to go down these paths of this story that just doesn't really feel like it's clicking. So I'm I'm disappointed. I think that there is some some some. I'm actually more interested to see what people are gonna do when they come to the game because I think the expectations for what this title might have been may not necessarily align with what you wind up getting in the final product. And I think that that's also going to be a thing that is going to kind of like dictate the, the, the way this game is going to get scored, which I don't think is going to get scored. Well, I think this is definitely going to be in the, the, the sixes and sevens in terms of what people are going to find this game. And I just don't know what, 
you know, from that perspective, why people would care in a time when you have so many ridiculous games that are coming out right now. Like even stuff that got talked about, like the quarry, right? From 2K and Supermassive, another one of those kind of man and Medan kind of games. That, you know, whenever that drops, that's gonna be a banger. This is feels like the ring without heart. <laughs> it feels like the ring without scares. It feels like, you know, all of that stuff that it feels like a very mediocre game that is very, very pretty, uh, but doesn't really have literally any soul to it in a way that matters. Um, so I think, you know, it may be a thing that I play some more of. I, I want to give it some more time. I want to, I want to feel like I'm giving it its fair due, but currently right now what I've played in the time that I've played it is just boring. It's not a lot of meat and, and substance to it. Doesn't feel that 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 cool. The powers look interesting coming out of your hands, but like you're really just like pointing wind at people for massive amounts of hours, right? And stealing their souls, pulling souls out of their body. But like at the end of the day, what does that mean? What is that actually like doing for you in terms of like gameplay, in terms of narrative, and all those kinds of things? Not much. So, sadly. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo is not the jam for me. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping people dig it. I'll be really excited to hear what you all think about it when, whenever you get a chance to play around in that space. Um, and let me know, you know, wh where you're kind of thinking about it from, from that perspective. But right now, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo is getting the Ghostwire thumbs down for me uh, right now. I'm, I'm waiting for uh, it to click and it's just not kicking in in that way. Uh, so besides that, uh, playing a couple of other things as well. Uh, again, I've been digging into more uh, WWE 2K, uh, and that has been a lot of fun, especially with the passing of Scott Hall. Hey, yo. Uh, you know, losing him, excuse me, in the past couple of days, um, and knowing just how much that that character of Razor Ramon meant to me as a as a young buck in in the space, and and getting a chance to replay through and see his character in game now, you know, in its fullest kind of NWO and and all those uh, kind of flavors has always been really really cool. But now it's it's really sad to see that he is no longer with us and and, and a part of that ecosystem for uh, the game going forward. It would have been cool to see you know uh, other folks at the hall of fame ceremony get a chance to see him and, and be with him but now he's no longer with us but the game has been a lot of fun to play uh for sure i've been digging back into destiny 2 uh, with witch queen uh being in the mix so, so going into that world again has been a lot of fun and then you know of course i've been running through elden ring uh and and working my way through that game which is still one of the most profound beautiful ridiculously good games on the planet it has just been so good to go back into that world again um, i know that gran turismo also had a weird uh downtime for almost 30 hours this this past week which was also another reason why the conversation of always on console games is a problem uh they had a not great uh poly uh polyphonic digital had a not great um a statement that they put out that basically was like, you know, we, we, you know, we already are doing some things in this, in the, the, uh, currency layer of it to kind of reflect the, uh, uh driving and the, in the games and the cars, I'm sorry, uh, the legacy cars that we have and the kind of balancing those with the kind of luxury items that you see within the car building space or the car ownership space and how that gonna, is going to equate to, you know, how we're dealing with our currency, but then to have a full, almost full day plus of downtime because of a weird bug, just put another spotlight on why sometimes having a game online all the time is not great. 
so we'll see if they are able to garner back uh, some goodwill for a game that's really, really good. Like again, that game is pretty fantastic. It, it is it is something that is super, super good. So I, I'm hoping that they get a chance to fix that and all that kind of stuff. Um, and next week is GDC. GDC Game Developers Conference is happening uh, next week. Uh, I'm sadly not going to be in attendance for for my first time in God knows maybe almost five or six years. Besides the pandemic, um, I'm really going to miss going to that show. It is my favorite conference of the year. Um, and now going back to having people live in 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 San Francisco, I'm super 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 sad that I'm not going to be able to go. Uh, but if you are listening to the show, if you are a listener of the show, and you are a dev working or you work at a, a studio and you have stuff that you want to show, please hit us up. You know, hit me up. Uh, I have my contact email on on my bio uh, on my Twitter page. Hit me up on LinkedIn. Hit me up on all those places. Spawn on me podcast at gmail.com. You can hit me up there if you have stuff to show. We always want to go check out some new stuff. And I got a chance to check out some new stuff over this week, too, that I'm just like, oh, my God, these games are so good. And I'm also playing something behind the scenes, too, that I already feel like is another game of the year contender alongside Elden Ring. And uh, there was another game that came out earlier this year, but there are so many games I think are already kind of game of the year contenders. I'm playing through that right now. And oh my God, it's so good. This game is going to win so many uh, voice artist games of the year conversations for sure. So we're going to see a lot of that happen very, very soon. So uh, that's it for this episode. This is a, a pretty short one. Uh, we're going to have a wonderful guest we're going to talk about uh, next week uh, or, early, or earlier on in the week. Um, and we're going to have, hopefully very, very soon, the Fan Control football show that I'm doing uh, is going to get uh, talked about and shared. Uh, and you'll be able to see that on NBCLX and on the Peacock Network uh, on your television set. So you'll be able to see that as well very, very soon. We're still looking to, again, work with some folks in terms of building out the Spawnies for 2023. If you want to get up with us and be a sponsor for the show, please hit me up in those email uh, uh, inboxes and let me know how you'd like to work with us there. We're still building out our second studio. We have some of it built for the for the, for the the FCF show, uh, but we have other cool stuff that's going to be coming into that space as soon as we are able to finish that ep- finish the, the work in, in that space, which will probably be about three months or so. Uh, so three months uh, in terms of recording in there, and then we're going to paint that bad boy and do some other cool stuff because Elgato came through with the big gear dump we got all the uh sound panels we got all the stuff for the desk and all the things are going to be in that space and i'm debating a lot about like what does khalif want to do in terms of not only finding a new job but in terms of content i think you know uh this week has put a lot of things into focus in, in terms of like is it time to pivot a little bit outside of just talking about games do i talk more about personal stuff do i talk more about you know the process of of running a show uh we had our bright live session that happened uh, a couple weeks ago where i talked about the 101s of podcasting gear which was pretty fantastic and I'd, i would love to do more of those uh, maybe we'll do one about how to build a pitch deck because i think that i had a conversation about that on twitter and people were really like oh i don't i don't know how to build a pitch deck why you know how do you do that work what's the best ways to kind of do that thing and make it happen um i think that's valuable information if you're an entrepreneur or in the space in the the content creator space of having a good deck that you can give to people and the who what where is and why is of how you build a good deck so that you can pitch yourself properly are really really important so 
uh, we'll be sharing some of that stuff out, hopefully in an upcoming session on Bright Live as well. So again, massive love to you all. Thank you so much for being here. We have nothing but love for you all. Uh, we're going to be back on Wednesday night, 6 p.m. PST on twitch.tv slash spawn on me with more goodness and our next guest. So make sure you got that locked and stay tuned. Also, let me know who, who else you'd want to have on the show. Again, our email address is, is, is on our website. You can hit us in the contact form there. And if you want to be on the show, you want to talk about the show, you want to give us folks to pull on to the conversation, like we definitely want to make sure we're doing that as well. And really quick, lastly, but not leastly, um, I had a really great time at South by Southwest uh, on the panel that I did talking about games and politics. So shout out to Elliot Nelson uh, on that side of the fence for, for giving some love there and, and, and giving me a space to be able to talk about the games and the, the conversation in that way as well. So first, South by Southwest knocked out of the park next to the next year. I would try to get down to Austin and go in person and do that. And I've been also been thinking about doing a TED talk. I've been batting it around. I think it might be cool to do it be a nice notch in my belt to be able to say we got one done uh as well so lots of things to think about for for spawnies and and for spawn me in Chicago. so lots of good things coming down the pipe so we'll be with you next week much love to you all have a wonderful evening afternoon and day and we'll see you all much much more soon that was almost an ending we'll see you soon much love and peace deuces